From across the Midwest, this is Opinions Anonymous, your new favorite podcast. If you can't get enough of us, check us out online at opinionsanonymous.com. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and remember, everyone has an opinion. Ours are just better. Hello and welcome to Opinions Anonymous. Welcome to part two of our NCAA special, where this week we will give our opinions if the committee got it right and walk you through our brackets. Reminder to join our ESPN bracket, Opinions Anonymous, for a chance to win money around the same amount that Mike Trout's new contract is. It's it's close, close to that, I think. I am Luke. With me today is the expert in all things sports, Joe. Joe, how are you? I'm doing well. I like how you use the term expert loosely. Yes, yes. All right, we're going to get right into it tonight. Joe, did the committee get it right? No, of course not. They never do. <laughs> <laughs> no, going back to like we said last week, I mean, there's so many different ways you can interpret it. You can always say no. I mean, I th- I think the teams they got in, they're fine. I'm always confused with where they place people and why or teams and why they place them there. But so if you want a yes or no, of course I'm going to say no. But you know, I think it could have been a lot worse. What do you think? Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with a lot of the teams they got in. I'm. I agree with you. Seeding. Some of it was way off, and it may be a homer type thing. But I'm obviously I love all things Cincinnati, and Cincinnati won their conference and gets a seven seed. I thought was. A little odd. They probably should have been a seat or two higher, but I don't know. Seating's always a question mark at the end. So, I mean, if people can't bitch about the teams that got in and out, they can always bitch about seating, right? That's right. That's <laughs> that's the joy of it. You're not happy unless you can bitch about something, right? But I, I do want to ask you, speaking of Cincinnati, because I think this is very interesting. Okay, so Cincinnati and Houston meet in the final game of their conference tournament. Cincinnati ends up winning, and I think their records were relatively the same. Do you know what their records were? I don't have in front of me. I think the loss gave Houston four losses, and Cincinnati has six losses. Okay, so relatively close. And so I guess the difference between, like, do you think that, I don't think that conference championship game even mattered because would Cincinnati, had they lost, been like an eight or nine and Houston been a two? No. No. Yeah. But as a, somebody who loves everything Cincinnati, would you rather be a seven seed and get to play a virtual home game an hour away from home, or would you rather be a five seed and get shipped to like Kansas City or, or one of those regions over there? Yeah, probably the seven seed. I, it doesn't matter that much. I mean, they're avoiding... A one seed, their bracket would be Virginia. They get Tennessee instead. I don't, not a lot of difference. They were an eight seed a couple of years ago when Kentucky was uh, was the one loss team, and they actually played Kentucky really well for a half. Cincinnati used to play this really tough nosed defensive style, and now they've kind of switched. But I'd rather be an hour from home, and you know, I, that way, if you lose, the bus ride isn't as bad. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Kind of like what I mentioned last week, too, with the home court. I think there's something about home court having the fans yeah. and stuff that I think I would – I'd rather my team be a seat or two worse and be closer to home. Um, so, I, I mean, so I just think it's confusing. I also think it's confusing how 
Michigan State beats Michigan three yeah. times. They're virtually identical teams as far as record and resume goes. But you're going to shove Michigan State in Duke's bracket, who's the overall number one. Like, but they said that the reason for that, the, they talked to one of the committee people, and they said that it's because the, if they win two games, their regionals in Washington, D.C. and not Anaheim. Well, thanks, yeah. I guess. Because there's there's a decent chance that you if they win two games, they get to go to D.C. to possibly play Maryland. Right. Yeah, exactly. Again, a home game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't think they completely think this through. And while while I'm on that that corner of the bracket, why do you put Maryland, Minnesota, and Michigan State all in in the same little quarter of the bracket? Now, granted, they may all lose, or two of them may lose, and it may not matter. But why do you even make that happen? Last year, Purdue and Butler played in the second round. Why that, why do you put in-state teams right. right next to each other? It makes absolutely no sense to me. <laughs> And if you don't want to bitch about the seating, you can always bitch about, you know, like the teams. <laughs> Who's playing? Yeah. Uh, let, speaking of that that region, let's yeah. start there, Joe. The region that Duke is the number one and, and Michigan State is the number two. So looking at the East region, do you have any upset teams you're on the lookout for? Any Any games that you can't wait to watch out of that region? I think a very interesting game is going to be LSU and Yale. With all the stuff going on with LSU, I just think it's you've got an interim coach, you've got all of these allegations going on. There's a decent chance that this season isn't even going to matter. I think trying to get 18 to 22-year-olds to focus is going to be difficult, and you're playing against Yale. And I think, if nothing else, I'm sure the kids are smarter than the kids from LSU. So I just think that would be an interesting game. I think. I, I mean, I pick in my bracket here, I pick Yale to win. I mean, not that that means anything, but I, I just think that will be an interesting game. I think the 12 5 is an interesting one. It, it always is. You, you get a, generally in the 12 5, you get a one of the mid major lower conference champions that has something to prove against a, I don't want to say middle of the road power conference team, but you get a, a power conference team that finished probably fifth or sixth in their conference. So they have obvious weaknesses or they would have been in the top three. So I think the Mississippi state Liberty matchup is intriguing, but that's not going out on a limb because it's a five twelve, and those always seem interesting. And I don't think you can overlook the, uh, having Richard Patino play, uh, play Louisville, the former employer <laughs> of Rick Patino. I promise you there will be strippers at that game. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, that's probably my number one game to watch. I really like Minnesota. Obviously, last week we talked about the Big Ten and how much we, we watched the Big Ten. And I think Minnesota has a nice young team, so that'll be interesting. I mean, if this, I think in a couple of years, Minnesota has the potential to be really good. Uh, so that one's one that I'm interested to watch. Uh, outside of that, I, I think you nailed it. The only other one that I'll mention is. Uh, Belmont and Temple are actually a play-in game, but Belmont may have a little bit to prove. I mean, they're, they were a shoe-in to win their conference tourney. They lost, and there was questions about them even getting in, and they snuck into the you know the last four in. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I think those play-in games are always interesting because you get a team that's kind of playing on house money and feels like they've got their back against the wall. And then that first team, like they're out there playing and they don't really even have time to think about the 
how big the moment is that they're actually in the tournament. So they sneak up on that that awaiting five or six seed quite often. So I agree with you. I, I don't Maryland definitely has has some good horses, but um, Belmont or Temple, I guess both could give them a give them a run. I know Belmont they're they're old. I think they've got a lot of seniors, so that that normally bodes well in the tournament. Yeah, got a lot of thirty year olds that people just don't care about Belmont, <laughs> so they don't check. Yes. Uh, so who do you have uh, coming out of this bracket? Maybe maybe the final two in in the Elite Eight, and who do you have coming out of the East Region? See, this is it's, it's interesting because I see a a Duke Virginia Tech matchup, which Virginia Tech did beat Duke earlier in the year. Granted, that was without Zion, which is which is a pretty big big qualifier there. Um, I think Michigan State's going to be tough, but I think Duke is too strong to lose in the first two rounds, and I mean, I'll go kind of go chalky here, and just, I'll I'll have Duke beat Michigan State in that uh, in the Elite Eight round to go to the Final Four. I I mean, I hate picking chalk right there because it hardly ever happens, but I just don't know what other route to go. Yeah, there. it almost seems too obvious, but some of these matchup potentials in the Final Four and in this bracket in general are just ridiculous. I actually have the same uh, w- with Duke coming out as well. I think Duke's obviously one of the favorites, but. Uh, I, I always bet on uh, Izzo during tournament time, and most of the time, that's a good bet. I mean, you know, he's he's also lost to a 15 seed before, so maybe uh, look out for Bradley this year. They they may be on a roll. Yeah, and Michigan State, like Tom Izzo's done well when he's got a good point guard. Mateen Cleaves, Kalen Lucas, those are like those final four teams were with guys like that. So Cassius Winston can definitely do it. I just think they're going to run into depth issues if, they probably are going to have be down to like seven guys in their rotation by the time you get um, down to the Elite Eight. So I think depth might be an issue. And what scares me with Duke, too, is they don't shoot well from three. Yeah. Like, I think they could be susceptible to a team that just gets hot from three. And if they get down, they've got the athlete, but athletes. But if you trade twos, you're not going to make up any ground. They may get into a point where they need to hit a few threes. And and I don't, I don't know if they'll be able to do that, but I still think they're – they're clearly the strongest team in this in this bracket. All right, let's jump down to the West. This is where Gonzaga is a one seed. They have a really tough conference schedule, so they got the one. And uh, Michigan, the number two. So what what's your number one game to watch in the West region? My number one game to watch, again, this is kind of chalky, but in the first round is Marquette Murray State. You have two of the best players in the uh, – in the NCAA, John Morant, the potential top five draft pick uh, for Murray State, and uh, Marcus Howard, both averaging probably around 25 points a game. I think that's going to be be a treat for the people in uh, Hartford, Connecticut to watch. One game I have no idea how it could happen. I could see it being a really close game, and I could see either team winning by 25 is Nevada and Florida. Yeah. Like, I feel like those two teams have – they have quality wins. They, they've done well, but they've also just laid complete eggs on big stages. So I, I have no idea. Like, if you're if you're a gambler, I would stay completely away from that game because I have no idea what's going to happen on that one. The number one game for me, and maybe not for the reason you think, but it's Michigan Montana. So I'm interested to see if Michigan comes out and wins by 25. Or if they're going to be like uh, Michigan-Montana is going to be a six-point game. 
I, I think Michigan will win that regardless, but I think it'll tell a lot about what Michigan's going to do in this tournament. If they come out and they, they blow out Montana and, and probably win their second round game by a decent margin, I think they got a shot for a long run. But if they come out and only win by six and they're not hitting, coming off the loss against Michigan State, as you said, lost to them three times, I think they might be an early exit. But I'll be uh, tuning into that one. I wouldn't bet them to cover that spread. They they had the latest game you could possibly play on Sunday and then go out to Des Moines to play. I, I just think they're they're going to be more looking. I think they obviously I think they win the game, but they're going to be more worried about rest, I think, than running that up. And if they can get that rest, I agree they could go for a deep run, but I, I could see them getting bounced kind of early too. If I mean, I think they have a wide range of outcomes. Yep. So who who do you have coming out of this one? Do you think Murray State can make a run, or do you have a favorite? No, no, I I I, I don't think Murray State can. Now, what scares me with that is I, I feel like that could be a, another Davidson Steph Curry kind of issue where you've got one player carrying or a or a Jimmer Fredette. I know the NCAA loves stories like that, so I would not be completely surprised if that happens. But I, I do have Marquette pulling it out against them. Um, I think that Marquette Florida State matchup is interesting. I've got Florida State winning that. I think their depth and they are tall. Like they, their front line is big. They're like their guards are big. They are just tall all the way through, and they're deep. I actually have Syracuse beating Gonzaga in the in the second round. Okay. Behind it in that two three zone, especially on the second game of that weekend, you have to turn around and figure out how you're going to play against this two three zone of freak athletes. I think that's tough to adjust to, and Gonzaga has shown that. I mean, they slipped up in the last term. I think. Last time they played in, I know they've had some success. It's probably isn't a real trendy pick either, but I would not be surprised if Syracuse beats them. I'd be really scared to have Gonzaga go to the Final Four because I think Florida State or Marquette, either one, would give them a good shot. So, but I talk about all of them. I have Texas Tech coming out of this bracket. Okay. Which which is kind of a bold move because, and I think like I, I'm not real confident with that because Texas Tech is known for their defense and the slow pace and. I feel like the the last several champions or even final game or final four participants, most of them have been known for their offense and their scoring ability and they're up and down the floor. You have the North Carolinas, the Villanovas. I just, I, but I just feel like Texas Tech, that, that game travels well. I think the bracket could set up nicely for them. I mean, if they win, they play a six seed, but it's a MAC school. Um, not to really talk bad about the MAC, but it's still a weaker conference or one of the uh, smaller conferences, I guess I should say. And then we've already talked about Michigan and Nevada, Florida coming out of the bottom of that. So I just think the bracket sets up nice for them. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Michigan coming out of this one. I think that they will be hot. They have some of the best shooters I've ever seen. And obviously, if they have a down game, they're in a lot of trouble. But uh, I don't see Michigan State in this bracket. So I, I think that they're they're okay to make it out of here. I don't know that the shooting will last forever. So jumping over to the South region, this is number one, Virginia, number two, Tennessee. And for me, after I watched Tennessee and the SEC tournament beat Kentucky, I was like, I'm picking Tennessee to win my bracket no matter what. And then the next day they lost by like 25. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. That's funny because I, like, I want no part of Tennessee. I have them winning the first game, and then I've got UC beating them a lot of, for the reason I said before, Cincinnati gets to play in Columbus, Ohio. I think that's huge. 
Tennessee, you know, it's been talked about all year, but they they've won the games they've played, but for an SEC school, their their strength of schedule just isn't very strong. I don't they don't the quality wins aren't necessarily there, so that kind of scares me, especially on a neutral floor. You know, they beat Kentucky, but um, I don't believe Reed Travis played that game. So Tennessee scares me. So I've actually got UC beating them. I think the Wisconsin Oregon game will be interesting if you like basketball. <laughs> I think it it could be an ugly game. Kind of a physical game, but I don't actually like. I th- I think Oregon pulls that out just because they're hotter than Wisconsin is right now. Wisconsin's really boring to watch. Well, you said it last week. If they put Wisconsin on the line, Oregon wins by twenty. Yeah, if the game's not going your way, just start fouling Wisconsin, and then until you start looking your way back. <laughs> but but let's let's talk about the elephant in the room, Joe. Uh, Purdue in this bracket. So, oh, do we have to? How how far does Purdue go in this year's tournament? Oh, you you want to talk about wide range outcomes? <laughs> I, I do think they win the first one, and I I, I think they're all right. I <laughs> say I think they're all right the first one, second one. I, like I think they'd be okay as well. The issue is like Jay Wright's resume is much better than Painter's, so again, it it would not shock me to see Purdue just get out coached in that second round. I actually I went out on a limb, put St. Mary's beating Villanova. So that made a little. I, I don't know if help. that makes it easier yeah. to do or not, but uh, I've got Purdue since I've got UC beating Tennessee. I actually have Purdue in the Elite Eight, and I will tell you, I do not feel good about it. But that's how far I I put them, I guess. Well, if the bracket sets up that way, though, I think they have a great chance. They've played UC in the tournament several times, and I don't think UC's ever beat them. I could be wrong about that. Don't fact check me, but <laughs> yeah, I, I won't. But I will say, in the bottom half of that bracket. The team most likely to beat Purdue is Purdue itself. I think they yeah. are the most talented team there. Now, Grant, Tennessee's got a lot of talent, so I guess maybe saying the most talented team isn't necessarily true, but I think I really liked the draw they got. I don't like that they're shipped to Hartford, but when you're a three seed or probably should have been a four seed, you can't really complain about that. But if they win two games, they go to Louisville, and you know how I feel about those relative home crowds. Yeah. I still have Virginia coming out of this bracket, though. I. I think they've got something to prove from last year. They've got talents, similar to what I said about Texas Tech. Play defense, you rebound a little bit, hit some outside shots. It bodes well in the tournament. So I think they're good enough, even if they're not shooting well, to still get themselves through it, and they've got a lot to prove. So I've got Virginia coming out of the bracket. What about you? Do you have any any big games to watch, or who do you have coming out? Well, how bad do you feel for Gardner-Webb? I mean... Whatever the line is, I'm going to take Virginia, I think. So, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, you probably even double yeah, it if you want. Yeah. Uh, my biggest surprise, I definitely have Oregon in the Sweet 16. I think that they're a team, as we talked about last week, that's kind of hot. They're interesting to watch. They're getting healthy at the right time. This is a pretty interesting bracket with Villanova at a six seed. As you said, Jay Wright, a great coach. Uh, his talent, maybe not there this year, but if they can put something together. And obviously Cincinnati, who I love watching. I'm... I, th- I think admittedly on the podcast, not a huge Mick Cronin fan, but he's done a pretty good job with this team. So what I'm looking at right now, and this might change if we have to put a disclaimer, our brackets could change. I'm I'm sticking ag- again with the hot teams, and I think uh, Tennessee is going to come out of this one. And I I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll stick to the film from Kentucky and not the Auburn game. One game that I think is on upset alert is UC Irvine over Kansas State. With uh, Dean Wade being very iffy on if he's even going to play or not, 
and UC Irvine, their coach was actually an assistant for the Warriors. So I'm sure that's probably helped him grab a recruit or two that, that can still play, but probably couldn't pass those uh, sats yeah. or whatever you call <laughs> yeah. those. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see UC Irvine sneak in there and, and win a game, which kind of makes me agree with your, your Oregon to the, the Sweet 16 there. Yeah. All right. Last bracket, the Midwest. This is us right here in the Midwest. I'm picking whatever Big Ten team. Oh, there aren't there are none. Okay. Oh yeah, they put them all in the East. Yeah, yeah, naturally. All right, so this is headed by North Carolina and Kentucky as one and two seeds, and kind of what I alluded to earlier, a potential Sweet Sixteen matchup of North Carolina Kansas, which I think is. Really interesting, even though Kansas is having a little bit of a down year. They are having a down year, but yet they figured out how to find themselves in a bracket that if they win two games, they get to play in Kansas City. Yeah. Woohoo! Another home game. (laughs) But anyway, I think uh, I I can't take credit for this. I heard somebody else say this, but they brought up on the Auburn-New Mexico State game, one big issue could be altitude. They're playing in Salt Lake City, I believe. Somewhere in the Rockies. I don't know exactly. But their altitude is very comparable to um, La Cruz's, or however you say that, uh, New Mexico. So they said altitude may become a factor because Auburn isn't very high, and obviously the air is thinner and, and stuff, so the wind may be a factor, or getting your wind, like breathing, yeah, I guess. They're, not, they're playing not indoors. Play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Auburn shoots a lot, so, I mean, the sight lines are always messed up in these different venues and stuff. So, New Mexico State, kind of a, my, my sleeper pick there. What about you? you have, have any upsets over here? Yeah, even though I just picked Tennessee to make my Final Four after they lost by 25 to Auburn, I'm not, I, I'm not impressed by Auburn on a consistent basis. They have great games, and then they have games where they're so awful. So, can't disagree with that one. I actually have Auburn winning the first round in this one, but... Uh, one that would not surprise me, uh, I may go two here. One, I, I said it last week, if Ohio State beat IU by 25, I wouldn't be surprised. They didn't. They they looked like they were on their way to winning by 25, but they IU came back. If they beat Iowa State, I wouldn't be like floored by that by any means. And another one that would not surprise me, just because Houston has four losses this year, uh, they're playing really, really well. They're a hot team. I can see them either being a team that is in the Elite Eight, like knocking on the door of the Final Four, or losing to Georgia State in the first round. So that's one that, that I'm really interested to watch is Houston-Georgia State. I can get on board with that. Does this bracket, though, not look like to you like the committee really wants North Carolina and Kentucky in the Elite yeah, Eight? Yeah, there's nobody else. I mean, Kansas. I watched Kansas-Iowa State and the – in the Big 12, and Iowa State just murdered them. I mean, this is not a tough bracket for... And for almost... That might be the sole reason. I have Iowa State coming out of this bracket. Just almost out of spite for the, yeah. the way this bracket was set up. Because Houston is... Houston could be really good. We don't really know because they, they there's the conference they played in isn't up to snuff with um, the SECs and the ACCs and stuff yeah. like that. So you don't really know how good they are. They could be. I'm not going to say they're not. Yeah, the team that won their conference tournament is a seven seed. I mean, <laughs> it's it's Houston and Cincinnati. Yeah, and look at all the sevens and tens around the board. They're all from 
relative large conferences, but this one is Walford and Seton Hall. Yeah. Now, I guess well, I guess Seton Hall is probably the Big East yet, but I, I guess I just think this. Then you throw Kansas in there having a down year as their four and Auburn. So I just feel like they really want North Carolina, UK. So I am picking Iowa State to beat UK and North Carolina to get to the final four. Yeah, I'm going to take Abilene Christian just the whole way. I mean, why not? Just get Kentucky right, yeah, out round one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's happy. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Like I said, I, I think if we get there, North Carolina, Kansas, they'll market that as like some huge matchup and it probably won't be. I actually have North Carolina coming out in this particular bracket, which is which is boring, but North Carolina has a really, really good team and I think somebody's going to have to play amazing to beat them. And as you just said, I don't think there's anybody in this bracket that really can outmatch them and and beat them. I'm mostly picking them because I know Adam will have them winning the championship, so at least I have something to, to go on. So I'm not pissed off if I pick them out early. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> although I don't have them in the Final Four, like North Carolina is one that if I were – if I were going to put money on a team to win the tournament, I feel like that would be the safest bet. I, I feel like they're a combination of good players, some depth, the coaching. Like I just think they've got a, a good combination of, of playing well at the right time kind of deal. I, I think they probably are. And just out of spite, I'm not putting them in the Final Four. And I, I also don't want three ones and three ACC teams in my Final Four. So yeah, that's also th- why. three ACC teams in the number one seeds, and surely that's... why can they put all them in one bracket? Although I did, I did hear the last time that three number one seeds came out of the same conference, the fourth seed, number one seed, won the NCAA championship. So there you go. Oh, interesting. Put money on Gonzaga, I guess. And you had them losing in what the second round? <laughs> second round. Yeah, yes. All right. All right. And if I didn't have him lose in the second round, I probably had him losing in the third. <laughs> All right, so final four. Let's uh, let's hear your final four. How's it going to play out? And who are we crowning the the winner? Not the national championship, if you listened to last week. The winner of the NCAA tournament. So I'm going to – here's a toast to all of the diehard, true basketball fans. They're going to get a real treat when Virginia plays Texas Tech in the final game. And Virginia wins by a score of like twelve to fourteen or something. <laughs> a real nail biter. <laughs> yeah. So Texas Tech in the final. That's a that's an interesting pick. And if it happens, you're probably going to be leading a lot of the brackets. I would say. Yeah. See here, part of it. I, I wanted to go bold because if I say it's Duke North Carolina and I've got North Carolina winning, I'm with like ninety percent of the people filling out a bracket, and my pick won't be notable. But now if Texas Tech, everybody, if, if Duke and North Carolina get in, they're not going to worry about what I say. But if our 12 listeners or eight or however many we have, if they see Texas Tech in the final four or the final game, they're hey, I heard he knows what he's talking about. So it's all about that wow factor. Uh, I'm with you. Actually, I, I just switched brackets to talk about this final. Uh, and, I have te- and I have Texas Tech in there as well. Uh, so not in the final game. I'm actually going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick with my guns. I actually filled out uh, three brackets. I got to figure out how to get one submitted since I put a two max on our on our tournament. Sorry, I'm going to cheat and get three in there. But um, I filled out one like Sunday night and I was kind of drunk and I filled it out quick. So I, and then I filled out one completely sober, like, you know, in my right mind. And 
But I'm I'm going to take Tennessee. I'm going to take Tennessee to win it. Uh, probably over Duke. I think is who I'm going to have them face. And I think Tennessee's just going to stay hot and get hot in the final game. I think, as you said earlier, that's how you have to beat Duke. They're they're athletic, but if somebody's hot, they can't shoot the three and keep up with them. So Tennessee over Duke for me. All right, I can respect that. And if that doesn't happen, then I'm picking Abilene Christian and Cincinnati <laughs> in the Final Four, and well, <laughs> whatever yeah. happens from there, I don't care. If nothing else, we're guaranteed to have some good games, and if we didn't have something to complain about this bracket, then it wouldn't be that fun. So it, it's always fun to complain about how they, how we could do so much better if we were sitting in a room and had all the resources they had. We we could have put this together and had nobody complain at all about it. Nobody. All right, there you have the expert picks. I know you've probably read a lot of articles, but go ahead and throw them in the trash, turn on the podcast, and fill out your bracket with us. That's that's how you're going to win Mike Trout money. Yeah. Yeah, maybe even a little more. All right. That's it. Reminder, fill, fill out your bracket. Get it submitted by noon. I think it's noon on Thursday. Uh, so get a, get that filled out. Get that submitted for a chance to win something exciting, I'm sure. We're, we're not even. It's so exciting, we're not even telling you what you have a chance to win. That's how exciting it is. We can't tell people that way because if they knew, they probably wouldn't sign up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll keep you posted with how we're doing in the brackets and obviously uh, put your bracket in and we may talk about you as well. We, we have some exciting brackets out there. It's filling up. So get there before it gets too full. It can get too full, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's it for our NCAA special part two for Joe. I was Luke. Thanks for listening. Good luck on your bracket, and we'll see you next year. Cheers.